0: Matthew chapter 15, we'll start uh, there, and we'll end up in John chapter 6. It says, it's good to be back tonight. It's amazing. Uh, I said this morning, I got saved, and I was 24. It was amazing how church, how church changed from the last time I was there to the first time I come back as a child of God. Yeah. remember the last time I was there, I didn't like it, didn't like music, didn't like to preach didn't like any of it. It was Monday night I got saved and I went to church on Wednesday night and all the music sounded a lot better and changed and it's just something was in my heart that wasn't there the week before and the preaching I didn't like. I thought, wow, that's really good. Amen. Same preacher, same voice, same everything, but I had changed and God had took care of me and washed my sin away. I always like Sunday night. Sunday morning, at at the church I pastored, I was always scared. I'm not scared now. I don't like doing this at all. God God called me to preach. I did not volunteer. I get scared to death in front of people, really don't like it. So on Sunday night, there'd be a bunch of visitors there and lost people. and I'm scared to death that they're not going to get saved. And something I'll say, I'll mess it up. Of course, I you know God's in charge, but I'm not that smart to figure a lot of stuff out. I'm scared to death. And then Sunday night, I come back, and there's some visitors, but mostly just us. And I can't, you know, it was just nice, and I enjoyed it and things like that. So I really, I mean, I like Sunday morning too. Don't get the idea, I don't, but I do. Uh, Matthew 14. Boy, I've enjoyed the singing. praise God. Wasn't that choir good? Man, a lie, if y'all don't shut your eyes, I'd have got up and walked around. But I'm afraid y'all saw me and got scared and arrested me or something. I really did. I almost then I thought, no, you ain't, you know, you ain't at your house, So you just sit right there, boy. Matthew chapter fourteen. I I'm glad I'm saved tonight. Amen. I really am. I, I can't I just I don't want to get over it. I, I don't think I could if I wanted to. But uh Matthew fourteen verse 15, and I'm on, the young man that got up here before me, I know Adam Walls, I don't know him that well, but I know him, he's a good man, and a good missionary. But this guy here, I know him, and I know his wife, and he's a good man. He's young, I mean, God, I don't know old his socks are, but (laughs) he's young. But I'll promise you two things about Nate, two things I'll promise you. He'll do everything 100%. He won't lay around and, and, and be lazy. Everything will be hundred percent and whatever he does, it'd be wide open. <laughs> wide open all the time. That's him. That's just him. He knocks on doors in Bible college. Everywhere he see me knocking on door, talking to somebody about the Lord. And he didn't he did not pay me to say that. Now I really do love this guy. We've been we've been around with him and it's a good good bit of time. Matthew fourteen, verse fifteen. Let's start with fourteen. Jesus went forth, saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, "This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals." Jesus said unto them, "They need not depart; give ye them to eat." They said unto him, "We have here but five loaves and two fishes." He said, bring them hither to me. Now turn to John chapter 6. It's the same different account of the same story. John chapter 6 and verse 1. It says, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee to the Sea of Tiberias and great multitude followed him because they saw the miracles which he did on them that were diseased. Jesus went up into a mountain and thence he sat with his disciples, and the and and the passover feast of the Jews was nigh. When Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? He asked Philip a question. He says, How are we going to buy the food to feed this crowd that's following me? And he said this to prove him Philip, for himself knew what he would do. That's Jesus. He is God. Amen. And he knew what he was doing for Philip. I verse 7, Philip, Philip answered him. Very intellectual answer. Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves, two small fishes. But what are they among so many? Verse 10, Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now, Jesus had been followed by a bunch of people. He had healed the sick and all this stuff and they'd followed him. I think the disciples thought Jesus had lost track of time and did not know where he was and all these people were there. So he talks about feeding this crop, the very cream of the crop. This is an example. Those that God is training to follow him. They say, let them go. Get rid of them. They said that. Really. Jesus looks at them and he says, you feed them. You do it. Now today, in our language right now, Jesus is telling us the same thing. As Christians, as the church of God, we feed the hungry spiritually, not with food. We'll get that in the fellowship. We're talking about spiritual food. They did not think it was possible. They almost told the Son of God it's not possible to feed all this multitude. Now, how do do we look at the task of sending missionaries to the world. How we look at it, is it possible to feed spiritual bread to this world that does not know God? Is impossible. I'd say it is. I'd say God, has got all he needs, feed the world with the spiritual word of God right here. I think he does. I think God's got a plan and it always works. But we've got to look at it the way God looks at it. You say, preacher, I'm on a fixed income. I've got kids. My teenager needs braces. i got to feed them and clothe them. How in the world can I do all this? How does it work? How does it happen? And I know some of you, I mean, I'm in faith promise, mentioned things for you know, a long time. And I know some of you are thinking, I'm already giving. How do I give more? I'm already giving. Well, I got an answer. All Jesus needs is one insignificant, unknown, unnoticed little boy to bring what he's got and give it to Jesus. That's all he needs. By faith, that's all God needs. David killed Goliath, five stones. All God's asking, go face the giant. I'll take care of the rest. All I got to do is listen to God. God says, give X amount of money. And I say, amen. I'll do it. God will take the gospel to West Africa and Thailand and India if I just obey God. It's just that simple. That's God's way. But notice, number one, a hopelessly impossible situation. And I know. I've been a lot of times, you know, a lot of services where you preach and then you go eat. Some of y'all went out there, and some of you took some of that food in there, and you smelled it, your wife, your wife probably cooked some of it, and you're thinking, I hope that Jaybird does not preach too long, because I'm hungry. I know that. I, I'm like you, and you're like me. Some of you are thinking that. So I'll be, you listen real quick, and I'll preach real quick. Hopelessly impossible Situation. They're saying where we are, it's impossible to feed this crowd. We're in a desert for crying out loud. It's dark, it's dismal, it's discouraging in a desert. We can't do this, Jesus. We can't do it. Where you live, may be isolated, may be lonely, maybe desolate, maybe uninhabited, you may be discouraged. Things might not have been going for you just like they should. I understand all that. But Jesus said you feed them. I read in there that it's dark. The evenings go. It's nighttime. And Jesus is talking about feeding these people. How does it work? how do I do it? It's dark out here. Night's far spent. What are we going to do? That's what they're telling the Son of God. Some I've had people tell me, Jim, this doesn't work anymore. This mission stuff, sending young couples like this all over the country trying to raise support, that doesn't work anymore. Got to think of some other way. Well, until somebody comes up with a better one, I think this works. Amen. It gives this couple uh, uh, like a training ground to learn how to preach. He does a good job, but he needs practice. That's says good for that. And, and listen, You look up here and see an old man with a suit on and you think, man, that old guy's eat up with faith. This old man's eat up with a lot of stuff but a lot of it ain't faith. Uh, I think about money just like you do. Money gets tight, my house, just like yours. I ain't rich. I'm sure most of y'all ain't rich either. Money's tight. I know that, but God is still God. God is on the throne. God made everything and knows everything and wants to help us take these men, these ladies to the mission field, save people, start churches, train pastors. That's what God wants. All I gotta do is get in line with God. The faithful part of my family is that lady right there. She'd give every nickel we got away tomorrow. It should find somebody, take it. I'm not lying. I learned to give from the Bible and her. When we first got married, I was a welding inspector. No preacher. When I got paid, you know whose money it was? It was mine. Had my name on it, it's mine. And I tied what we're talking about tonight, 46, 47 years ago, it was unknown to this boy, this man. She would look at me and she would say, Honey, all you've got is what you give. And I'm thinking, that don't make any sense at all. If I give it, I ain't got it. But I know what you're saying and you do too. That's what Jesus wants from us. He's not saying give me your last dime, I'll not make it up. He's saying you give this, I'll take care of it, I got it. That's what he's saying. All the way through, that's what he's saying. This world has a sickness problem of sin. We're in a mess around the world. We're in a mess right here, but multiplied in Africa and India. You call an exterminator your house in India? You got rats? They'll come in, they'll catch a rat. They'll drive five miles down the road Let them good-for-nothing rats loose because you can't kill them. That might be be grandma. You see, reincarnation, I asked my son, he lives there. He's he's back on furlough now. He stayed there six years. I said, son, because an Indian, they'll be sweet to you, kind to you, love you, but they'll treat each other sometimes, I mean, just like dogs to each other. I said, Jim, why do these sweet, kind people do that? He said, Dad, it's reincarnation. You see, if you're poor, got nothing, live under a bridge, it's your fault. You were bad in a prior life, so you're just getting paid back for what you've done. And I'm thinking, wow. How would you like to grow up like that? The world's sick. It's sick with sin, starving to death for the gospel of the grace of God. And I've got it. I've had it all my life. Whether I wanted to read it or not, I've had it. And Philip is saying, boy, I just don't think we can, Jesus. <laughs> and can you, do you understand what I just said? They're looking at the Son of God. He's right there. He just healed people right there with them. They say, I don't think we do it. How many times have I done that? How many times in my heart I've thought, God, I'd pray, God, what do we give? God would say, eggs, I think. Oh, wow. That much? Really, I'm just being honest. I know you never think like that. All oh, y'all not near as stingy as I am. You don't squeeze that nickel like I do. I know that. But I have. I'm just being honest. We're talking to God who made this and this and y'all, I mean, everything. Know I'm talking about. So notice next, a hopelessly inadequate supply. In Matthew 14, they said, oh, we got uh, five loaves, a couple of sardines. That's what they're saying. That's what they tell him in Matthew. John 6, 9, he says, "Oh, Philip or Andrew 1, says, what is that among so many? You know what he's saying? He said, we got this, but it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. It won't work. We don't have enough. Oh, Philip, Philip's a good guy. Philip got caught up in his knowledge of the area and all the people. You know what he did? He did like I do. I know y'all don't. He added all the people up. He got his pencil and his paper and dug it in the sand. He added up the people. Then he added up the place they were. Start, desert. No QT, no racetrack, none of that stuff. To get a good hot dog and a Pepsi, none of that. So he had to place up. He added up at the day is past, it's dark. Added that up. Then he added up the pennies, 200 penny worth. And you know what he come up with? That ain't enough. That ain't enough. Ain't enough. I remind you, he's talking to the son of God. He counted everything up. All the money, all the people, all that, he counted up. And he said, that's not enough for a little. Just a little. Now, like that word little. there was a lot of littles in there. Jesus don't work in littles. He don't. He ain't going to. Jesus works in lots, not littles. Y'all, you know, I like your board back there. I like it. And I thought coming up here, I knew I remembered the board, and I thought, and, and, and there's probably some in this building. that looks back and say, "Praise the Lord, God has helped us do that." And uh, all these missionaries were sending, and then you say right after that, and they'll go and hear some more coming. They want the same thing. Here's some more coming. Hide in God's name. How are we going to do that? I mean, I've sat at the church I pastored and thought, Lord, we got 85 now. There's more, I'm bringing more in. God, please help this preacher. That's what they're thinking. The limitations, they limit. Andrew almost laughed at his own suggestion. What is this among so Many. He said, God, we got X amount, but what is there among so many? Oh man. And Jesus is right there, listening to them, hearing them. I bet he's thinking, my goodness. Like the two on the Emmaus Road left the crucifixion, leaving town. Jesus walking with him. And they look at the Son of God and actually say, Where are you being? You don't know what happened. They crucified Jesus. That's him. He says, why are you walking? You're so sad. And they're thinking, where did you come from? It's God. They could see no further than what they had. And sometimes I'm uh, sometimes I'm the same way. I'm thinking, God, hallelujah. Faith promised, you made it all the way, all this year. And then we think, oh my. No year's coming. I wonder if God can supply it this year like he did last year. Yes, he can. God's not changed. It's us that change. God. God's the same. Always has been, always will be. Impossible. Said these reasonable, logical, practical men, but they left Jesus out. Completely left him out. And Lord, I, I wouldn't dare for settle. God, had all, all, God has all he needs to reach this world. He's got us. He's got us. The life the song. Who will go? Now see if we'd all say, God, if you want me to go, I'll go. No problem. We could do it. Really. We could. But there's something sitting there. I'm going to ask that. They want to go. They want to go. But they're scared. Scared to go. I spent most of my Christian life scared right to death. I'm not lying. I'm just—he told me to make myself at home, and I am. God help y'all. I am. I spent most of my time scared to death. I mean, I took a church with 40 in it, and I thought God ain't nobody gonna come hear me preach. I'd scared to death and nobody wouldn't come. Left God out. I stayed scared. God answered every prayer prayed. I reckon they left him out. We sat in, in, a, in a deacon's meeting one time, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. God laid on my heart to build a big, old, big, big, big building. Seated about 500 people. We had about 300 coming. And I thought, God, God, for about a year, me and God, I prayed, and God told me build it, build it, build it, build it. I said, God, I, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. And one time I got over being scared and i trust God and walked in the deacons. I said, fellas we got to build a building. They'll see 500 people because we've got sex amount coming. More's going to come to build a building. And they looked at me like Lord, the preacher is back smoking dope again. Something's wrong with it. I said, no. Nope. One of the last meeting we had before we got the money, one guy looked at me and said, preacher, I just really don't think we ought to do it. And I was nice. I looked at him. I said, now, nope. I said, sir, I said, appreciate what you're saying. I said, God told me to build it. And I said, God told me to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we did. We can't leave God out. I mean, we've we've got to reach this world are those folks, in after going to out, God They're gonna go to hell, and another generation is gonna come, and they're gonna be Muslim, and they ain't gonna have no time for God at all. So now it's the time to send these, now it's the time to send them there so they can raise those young people up, and they'll know God. In India, today, of course it's tomorrow over there, today in the services, in the one church in Chattapur, there was probably 70 kids in that church service, memorizing verses, hearing the Bible preached in English and Hindi in three different places in, 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 in Delhi. Three different churches, three places here and all that. And those kids will grow up like no other kids in Delhi. They'll grow up knowing about Jesus Christ and the Bible memorized for us. They'll know all that stuff and it'll make all the difference in the world. But if we don't get that, that ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. But if we do, it will. But I've got to quit being scared and say, God, I serve you, you can do this. And he can. He can do it. ain't nothing special about him. I think he is because I love him. But there ain't nothing special about him. He's 20-something years old. He can't be that smarty and old enough. (laughs) Nothing special about him. God take him. Got to use him. Notice, the hopelessly impractical. Solution. John six verse nine said, "There's a little boy here. There's a lad here." And all I'm thought, mm, "A little kid." It says, "Solution was always a boy. Solution was that 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 kid. Andrew found him. You know, y'all know Andrew. Andrew found people. Remember, Andrew found Peter." Andrew found people. I commend you on going on Saturday night and doing that. Most fun I had, Pastor, for 25 years was standing here and leaving here and doing that. I loved it because, I mean, Six Mile, it's it's, it's just country. I mean, country, country. They go in a convenience store putting their shirt on as they go in. I mean, it's country. I mean, I loved it. I just loved it. We'd knock on doors. They might meet you with a Budweiser or a joint. I mean, it didn't matter. They'd invite you in. You may be sitting down while they drink beer smoke dope. And you say, I wouldn't go in. It didn't bother me at all. I'd done all that. I felt right at home with them. I'll tell you a secret. A whole lot of them got saved. A whole lot of them got saved. Half of my choir, half of the choir was was drunks, dope heads, or... (laughs) I don't know how to say this, not very nice ladies before they got saved. So you go out Saturday morning, knock on the door, get them in, Andrew found people. You'll find them, they'll come in, they'll get, if you find them, they'll get saved. You catch them, God will clean them. It's just like fishing. Solution to boy, any boy, any boy will do. He doesn't have to be smart, educated, God uneducated. I believe y'all go to school, but you don't have to be, you can be poor, rich, You can be large, you can be skinny, you can be educated, not educated. All God wants is you. God don't even care if you're talented or not. You might be better if you ain't talented like me. And God can take you and do whatever he wants to with you because you won't know the difference. Any boy will do. Any boy will do. An average boy. We can reach the world and you can help. There's enough young people in there. There's enough young folks in here tonight to take care of just to really, really be a big help. Really be a big help. Don't you let let anybody tell you you can't. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Because if they do, they're not thinking right. They don't want you to do it because they ain't going to do it. That's why they'll get jealous of you because Peter got out of the boat The other 11, I bet they thought, look at that idiot. But he got out, he walked on water, and they didn't. If God will let you, I believe he will if you ask him. He'll let you help us reach the world the gospel. An average boy, an available boy. God goes to the mission field on feet that are available. This young boy he is and the multitude got fed. It's just that simple. Ask God what he what? Ask God what he wants you to give. And faith promise. And then just give it. That boy, they found him at his lunch. He, he brought his lunch to Jesus, brought his life to Jesus. Just brought it. Amen. Gave it to him. He Say, here you had have it. I don't, you don't do what you want to do with it. And that's what we ought to do. That song the Carson, oh, were they good? Sinner like me. You wants too. I'm sorry when you are, but you was too. We're all going the same hell. We all was. And God come and left all up there, come down here and save you. And He didn't save you, sit on your backside in the choir, on the pew, and twirl your thumbs and do nothing. God saved you so you could serve God. That's what He saved you for. He's got a place for you. Solutions and breaking. They gave it to Jesus. He said, Just bring it to me and I'll take care of it. He's still saying that. If you'll bring your life to him, he'll take care of every bit of it. I'd rather him be in charge of my life than me be in charge of it. Because when I'm in charge of it, it is a stinking mess. Always has been and always will be. But he can take it. He knows what to do with it. Multiplied it with a miracle. God used the disciples as a channel to feed the multitude. You know what it said? It the disciples, he gave the disciples the fish and the bread. They took the fish and bread and gave it to them. They were hungry. God's going to give you your faith's promise, and you're going to take it and get it right back to God so they can go to West Africa, anywhere, wherever, all over the place, Chile, Peru. and do it. It's just like that. This what we do. We're doing it all together. Mark 10, 27. Jesus looking upon them saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. Forward, God, all things are possible. Me and my boy, I met this guy named Ralph. I might have told you last time up. I was up here. I met this guy named Ralph. And uh, me and my son got to visit him. And old Ralph, he'd be home, and we'd knock on the door, and I could hear him moving around, but he wouldn't open my door. And I'd holler. I'd say, Ralph, come to the stinking door. I know you're in there, but he wouldn't. <laughs> You'd have to know Ralph. That was just Ralph. But anyway, he come to my study one day and uh, walked in. He said, "Preacher, he said he me be saved." I said, "Ah, huh? Ralph rough, I mean, he was really rough. He lived in his house. He still lives there. Ain't no bigger than a choir. Bedroom, kitchen. He'd been married a lot of times. Just just life's a mess. But God saved old Ralph. And I had a new converts class I taught." Everybody got saved. So the last lesson was so winning. I got to that, taught that, and old Ralph looked at me. And he said, Preacher, can I do that again? I said, we'll do it again. So we went through it again. And the last one was so winning. So I told him, I said, you just go with me. We'll go one night this week, go visiting. And so we went. I went to a couple doors. And I said, Ralph, you do the next one. And uh, old Ralph had just got, I mean, you'd have to know him. My wife knows him. He just got this face that you just can't get mad at him. You can't. And he was so, the thing with Ralph is he was so amazed that Jesus would save him. He had done sold out. He was going to go to hell, couldn't be saved. He was just amazed that God could save him. So he would stand there at the door and in 45 seconds to a minute he's talking to you about Jesus. And he's telling you what Jesus did for his heart and that's why he's standing on your front door talking to you. And Jesus do the same thing for you. You got so good at it, I said, Ralph. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go with you, and you're gonna do the talking, and I'm gonna stand there, and I'm gonna pray for you while you do the talking. And I did. I'd stand there, and old Ralph would be talking, and people would be weeping. We'd all be crying. And they'd say, they'd ask, old Ralph," they say, "Who pastors that church?" And old Ralph would look at me and say, "He does." And uh, then I bet before I left, fifty, maybe fifty people had come to Mile Creek. Not because of my preaching, not because of the good singing, it's because we got him Ralph. Amen. I know Ralph. She knows Ralph. Most of my creek know Ralph. Y'all know her Ralph. But I'll tell you what. This one insignificant, unknown, unnoticed person. i say, God, I got one life. If you want it, you got it. If you want to stay in Whitfield County, great. If you want to go to West Africa, that's great. If you want to go to India, that's great. God can take that kind of life sure. and reach the world with the gospel. Amen. And that's the only way that it will happen. Amen. Father, we love you. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the word of God. Now, Father, I pray tonight. I, I don't know how those how these folks are thinking, but i got a good idea. Now, Father, I pray that you'd give them enough faith to take what you tell them to give, and they give it so missions can go around the world. God, I'm satisfied you told somebody about being a missionary. Father, I pray that you speak to their heart, drive all the fear, the scaredness out of their system, help them to trust you and realize that you are still God. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.